Hunter Bailey of the Charlotte Observer and the Charlotte Post. He covers a couple things for a couple of different newspapers here on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ, the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Hunter, I realize that also uh, the curse is over. Charlotte finally won a road game that you traveled for. So do you take responsibility for the other road games that Charlotte lost in the past? I do not. Uh, that's on them. But who would have thought? <laughs> who would have thought, man? Not me. I, it took me. It took me until well after the game to realize that the curse was over. But it's a new day here in Charlotte Athletics. And my journalism career, man, we are back. Oh, I'm excited. Thank God. I'm so excited that the curse is over. Even if it only took 10 points to win, they did get the victory. Now, one thing that you pointed out with some of the observations you had on Twitter, at Hunter underscore Bailey 45, the second bullet point was that Mike Hill, athletic director, he was fired up. He and Biff Pogey shared a moment after the game. So, yeah, of course it's a big old win because it's the first conference win since changing conferences from last year. But also, we got to remember, Charlotte fans, Mike Hill initially was going to hire Mike Houston if Mike Houston didn't just blow it up in a report, a weird, like on the sideline of a practice field or whatever. And then Mike Hill is not one to be blown up like that, says, nope, we're going to move on to Will Healy. Getting that win over Mike Houston had to play a part in this. So for me, it, does that add into the how big this win was, Hunter, over ECU and getting their first win in conference? I think it would depend who you ask. You know, Mike Hill would shoot it down if you asked him sure. straight up. But I think, of course, it does, man. I mean, there's a little bit of pirating there with Mike Houston going to the Pirates, kind of leaking that information. And then, I mean, Mike Hill even put a statement out in that process, which he said is not something he would normally do. Obviously, Charlotte hires Will Healy. Four or five years go by, and here we are with, with Biff Pogey leading Charlotte to the win there. I think it, I think it makes the win even sweeter uh, but them sharing the moment, it, it was good to see. It was uh, obviously there's been some tough press conferences. You lose five games in a row. A lot's going on with that. So to get that win, the first one of the series, I think it was huge for the team and the and the program, kind of moving forward. Well, in in this, when we we're talking about some of the comments, even from Biff Pogey after that win, he did drop in there amongst you know, or amidst I should say, all the emotion that was going on with the first win. He told us that Jalen Jones is going to be the quarterback that they settle on after they decided to go with Trexler Ivy the week prior scoring zero points. Now here you are with a 10 points, not a lot, but they're rolling with Jalen Jones. It, do you expect that to be true the rest of the way here, Hunter? And do you think it's a good idea? I think so. I think he does give them the best option or best offensive option. This Pogey called him an eraser. And I mean, he's their most, athletic player, especially with Darrell Robinson out for the season. And after the way that Trexler Ivy played on homecoming against Navy, three turnovers, really struggled to get anything going, zero points. I think Jalen is your best option. And then how you kind of run with that option game, RPOs, getting the tight ends involved in the screen game, that's, that's their game. And by no means is it going to be pretty. I think they're averaging 13 points a game, which is bottom three in the country. Like I say, no means is going to be pretty, but you got to do what you've been doing. Hang your hat on the defensive side of the ball and just do enough. Protect the ball, which has been the biggest issue. They've got five turnovers in the past three games. The margin margin for error is thin, man. But if they they continue to run with Jones, I mean, he just ran for 127 yards, which tied ECU's yardage total uh, for the game. So I think they, they roll with that and see see what it looks like against Florida Atlantic Friday night. You mentioned a lot of painful press conferences. How was today's press conference in tone and what were a couple of the main takeaways? 
I think it's that spot where when you win a game, it's easier to, to be tough on your guys rather than losing five straight because you don't want to lose the locker room. You don't want to just break them down because really this is just a bunch of 18 to 22-year-old guys. And coming off of that win, obviously a lot of excitement, but you know the task at hand is they're two and five. He said it. We haven't done anything. We've done absolutely nothing. We're two and five. We're not five and two. And you know you got to win four or five to get to that bowl game. And, I mean, I've talked to you about it. You could play the optimism card like 2019. They're in the same exact scenario, two and five of the first-year head coach as they are right now. I think the competition on this slate is a little tougher with FAU and Memphis still to come to Charlotte. Uh, but we'll see. I think this is kind of the swing game for the season, right? If you can get this win, there are definitely some more winnable games with Rice, Tulsa, and USF on the back end of this. But this here, this is a big game for Charlotte and a big spot. Yeah, how do you think they can get it done here? Like, what, what what kind of matchup are we watching with this upcoming opponent and Charlotte? So FAU's quarterback, I believe it's Daniel Richardson, has thrown an interception in five straight games, including two picks against UTSA at home last week. He's good for at least one to two turnover-worthy plays a game, and Charlotte's got to take advantage of that. The defense has been excellent, holding ECU to just 127 yards, which is literally the best ever in 49er history. The only thing that they are not doing on defense right now is taking the ball away. And you're going to have to do that. You're going to have to give your offense some of these short fields because as we've seen, Charlotte's offense is very stagnant. They are terrible on third downs, literally the worst in the country. So whether it's special teams, touchdowns, defensive touchdowns or takeaways, that side of the ball is going to have to do a lot to make sure that the offense is put in good situations to score when they get a chance to take advantage of it. So, Hunter, how big of an atmosphere do you expect Friday, I believe, 7.30 kickoff? It's going to be on ESPN, too. I'm going to be there. I'm excited as hell for it. You're right. It, it does feel like a big old swing game. Do you expect the atmosphere to be rocking over there at JRS? I would think so, man. I mean, the last time we saw a home game here, it was the standing room only crowd for homecoming. It's like Halloween. So, I mean, if everyone's dressing up, I'll wear, like, my Mr. Incredible costume. You can rock the cutoff. I yes. think we could have some fun, man. I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. And by the way, people are telling me on the text line that it's going to be actually pretty warm on Friday. So maybe the cutoff is coming out. Maybe I'd show the noodle arms and all over there at Jerry Richardson Stadium. Last thing, I did want to give a shout out to Demetrius Knight, who was named the conference player, defensive player of the week. Nine total tackles, two tackles for loss, two pass breakups. I know you tweeted out the pro football focus grades. They were excellent as well. Hunter, how much of a difference can he make the rest of the season? Demetrius Knight is a problem. He's got the team's only pick six in week two against Maryland. Uh, and he almost had a game selling interception against ECU on Saturday. He, he played the most snaps he's played of the season. I think it was 46. And him and Nakai Hill Green at the linebacker position are some of the best linebackers this program has seen. And both of them have a chance to play at the next level. I think Demetrius, I mean, he's very personable off the field. He's a super nice guy. And I think the way he's growing into this leadership role with the team is, is excellent to see because he was mainly just a special teams guy at Georgia Tech, and now he's got a couple more seasons to kind of grow into this role at Charlotte. You're not going to find better work, folks, on the Charlotte 49ers, better coverage than Hunter Bailey of the Charlotte Observer. You can find him on Twitter and keep up to date on the 49ers at Hunter underscore Bailey 45. I expect no different from the Charlotte Hornets, who he's starting his first season covering that team this year. So it should be a lot of fun. We'll see him out and about quite a bit. Hunter, we appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. Yes, sir. Thanks, guys.